welcome to episode five of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur. Joel, I had a conversation about the beginning part of that earlier this week um, with uh, Lauren, who's the site manager at Shrewsbury Prison. And um, she, <laughs> I'm gonna move the toilet roll. <laughs> I don't even know, I do know my that. <laughs> That sounds really bad. There's just a random toilet roll on the end of the table. If you're watching this, you get to see it. If you're not, then you won't. You can hear it. Um, it's just randomly on the end of the table. I was clearing up some mess. That sounds even fucking worse. That is just, this is just how my week has been, basically. Um, <laughs> what fucking start to an episode. Jesus Christ. Um, rewind. Had a conversation with Laura Watkins, who is our site manager at Shrewsbury Prison. Um, she's great, and I'm sure I'll talk about her more as episodes develop. Had a chat with her. She said, "Hey, I listened to the first um, episode of your podcast the other day. Uh, thought it was good. She's heard it all before. She, uh, we've spent years together, Laura and I. So she's heard a lot of this before. She has all the bloody time. Um, and she said to me, I, I liked the beginning. I went, Oh, did you? I wasn't sure on the beginning part, like of." You know, welcome to episode uh, Entrepreneur Life, episode blah, 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 uh, me, your counsel, and so forth. You, you've heard it, you're listening. And uh, she said, no, I like it, I, th I, th I think it's good. Um, the trouble is, I never know whether Lauren's being sarcastic or serious. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with it. I like it, I'm going to stick with it. The reason I've got a toilet roll on my desk is because, or on the table, is because I was um, having a meeting earlier, spilt coffee bloody everywhere, and I happened to have some over there in the cupboard, but no cloth, so I just used it to tidy it and haven't tidied up yet. Um, I'm recording late this evening, it's five past eight, it's Friday evening, and I've decided to record slightly later than usual because I wanted to limit myself to a maximum of 30 minutes. And because I've got to go pick Delaney up shortly, um, I thought, you know what, if I, if I record later, I've got to finish because I've got to go to go pick up Delaney. So that's why I'm recording slightly later this evening. Um, it's been a shitty fucking week um, <laughs> overall. By and large, it's been a pretty shit week. Um, I think for everybody, it doesn't matter whether you run a business, you work in a business, you're employed, unemployed, um, retired, you know, haven't started work yet, whatever it is, life is a roller coaster, is Ronan says, Ronan Keaton says in his song. Um, it is a roller coaster, and we have good days, we have bad days, we have good times and bad times within those days. And sometimes the constant or the or the above average, I should say, is good, and sometimes the above average is shit. And this week the above average has been a bit shit. Um, I'm okay with that. I tend to keep a relatively positive outlook as much as I can. Doesn't always come across that way. Uh, I tend to do some quite deep, meaningful kind of like oh, social media posts at different points in the week. And again, Lauren and I have spent a lot of time together over the years. And she said to me earlier this week, she said, hey man, I knew something was wrong um, because I could just tell by your social media posts and just by the way that you were, I knew something wasn't quite right. Um, and that's where, going back to episode four, where I was talking about how one of our staff had just handed in a notice. So really I've been dealing with that over the past week and figuring out what the next step is. We'll talk about that a little bit tonight. Um, but yeah, so it's just not been the best week. And I guess one of my biggest frustrations is we are not moving fast enough to make me happy. 
Uh, now that's no one's fault but my own. Uh, it's nothing to do with my team. Um, they obviously have an impact in the speed we're moving, but that is driven very much by me. So I only have myself to look at. There's been some a, a couple of really interesting conversations I've had this week with different members of the team that have kind of lit a bit of a fire underneath me, give me a bit of a kick, kind of made me think about shit and I get a bit complacent. And, I, and I'm going to share the first one with you now, which is I was chatting to one of our one of our sales team earlier, one of the, the sales assistants. Um, and I was having a conversation with them about um, some feedback I'd had from another member of staff regarding them. So I'd had some really positive feedback from one of my senior team um, about this person, uh, just talking about how good they'd been, how they were really impressed in the meeting that they were in. And um, the salesperson was, was, was giving uh, one of our senior team some feedback and some uh, answering questions and information. And, and my senior member just turned around to me and said, this person really knew their shit. Like they were really impressive. To the extent that they, they, they said like they've not experienced that level of um, knowledge and understanding from somebody in that position to date. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. And then I heard from a completely different member of the team a, a similar report. And I was like, wow, that's really good. And I love hearing those kind of positive reports. So I went to speak to them and I was just chatting to them and saying, hey, uh, I heard some really good stuff about you. This person said this, this person said this, really impressive. Um, you know, just well done, I think that's great. And um, they were like, they said thank you and such. So we just got to talking and, 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 and it was the, all around numbers. Now this person will know who it is. They'll never listen to this, so I don't need to worry about it, but they'll know who they are. Now, I'm not gonna mention them. I'm not gonna name them. It wouldn't be appropriate, I don't think. But I asked them a question about whether they felt they were in the right role or whether they wanted to be in a different department or a different role and kind of what made them happy. Because that's really important to me, that people are happy in their job and happy in their work. And um, they said to me, uh, no, I love, I love the job I'm in because I, I really like speaking to people. So I really like being a sales because I get to do numbers and I really get that piece, but I really get to speak to people and I really enjoy that piece. And I get to compete with my counterparts, with, with the other people in the sales team. And I really like that. And they're just telling me how they liked having figures on the board, and they liked having targets, and they liked competing with the other, the other, the, the rest of the team in sales. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because you're, you're, you are going to have a harder job than some of the others because the specific company that they work in and the sales they make, they've got less products to sell to a slightly smaller market, so they're already at a, um, a disadvantage. But they were like, no, no, I love that because it makes me work harder. I like being under the pressure. I like that extra challenge. And that really resonated with me and it hit me a bit like a ton of bricks because um, I get exactly the same thing. I feel exactly the same thing. I love the challenge, I love the pressure. When the shit hits the fan, I kind of thrive off that, I, I do. Um, and it just suddenly made me realize, I was like, shit, I've got a little bit complacent here. And, 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 and it just hit me and I was like, I've been trying for so long, I've been thinking for so long, my goal is to, is to buy the jail. And then we bought the jail. And I've been thinking for so long that I wanted to make sure that, you know, I provided my family, not just my, my immediate family, but slightly my wider family as well, some security in terms of, um, you know, some, some financial security, some security in terms of, you know, you know where they live and, and, and those kind of things and some emotional security as well. And, and I kind of had achieved that. And, I guess I just sort of stagnated a little bit for maybe four or five weeks and, and, and it just really hit me. I was like, shit, man, I need to put myself back under a little bit of pressure 
or readjust my goals slightly because I don't feel I'm being challenged. I'm not challenging myself enough to achieve what I want to achieve and I'm not moving fucking fast enough. So that was kind of one of the, one of the big things that came out of the week, which is a real positive, so I'm driving that further forwards. And if you'd left, listen to episode three, uh, sorry, episode two, where I was talking about my why, what do I want to achieve, what I want TCG to do, that is a really strong episode for me, that episode two, because I want to help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses. I really want to help them succeed. I don't want to see anybody fail. Sometimes I want people to make mistakes because I think it's a good way of learning, but I don't want you to fail. I don't think you should, I don't want you to have the hardships I had. I'd, I'd love to be able to help avoid that. And I think that entrepreneurs succeeding and business succeeding is the root out of some of the problems we're in as a country and as an economy because business is succeeding and growing through entrepreneurship is the way that the economy will move and generate and off it will go. And I can give lots of examples of that. I'm not going to do it today, but I can give lots of examples of that about how people like myself feed money into the economy at scale is often and as much as we can. And I, and I can give numerous examples of that. Um, like I said, I'm not going to go into that today, but I, I will at some point. I've just paid our corporation tax. I've just paid our VAT for the quarter, our corporation tax for the previous year. So, you know, it's, it's quite an appropriate time. I'm not going to do it this evening, but I will talk about the taxes we pay and how I balance taxes and stuff like that, how we go through that kind of process. Before anyone says something, we don't do any tax avoidance. Let me just make that clear. But I will speak about that more in depth in, in a later episode. Also, I was... Um, Dealing with the fallout, I guess, of uh, one of my one of my uh, marketing managers um, handing in a notice last week, which I spoke about. By the time this goes out, uh, all the things I'm talking about now will have been done in our business and will have moved forward. So anybody that's in our company that's listening to this will have gone well past it, which is why another reason why I like to record a couple of weeks in advance because. By the time you hear it publicly, we're already beyond it in our business and therefore there's no damage I can particularly do to any individual role, person, thing, business or anything like that. So yeah, with our marketing manager leaving, I've now told all of the teams centrally, so the TCG team, I've spoken to the site managers in our other businesses and the managers in our other companies that need to know. Um, I haven't really told the rest of the teams um, in, in our other companies, um, you, know, you know, they don't deal with this person directly because ultimately it doesn't really affect them directly. Um, the process is still happening and such like that. But what I have been doing is figuring out where we go next. Um, and that's got me really, again, with some of the stuff that happened, lit a fire underneath me. And I have now done and set in motion the things that I had spoken about previously or been speaking about for a while, which is separating into divisions our centralized company, TCG, which is going through the rebrand, if I haven't mentioned that before. Um, so I've, I've set us into divisions, which basically means that um, in, in, our, in our parent company, we uh, have now a, a, a division in sales that is specifically for our attraction businesses, so our, so our attraction division, as we're calling it. We have another group in sales, which is specifically for our media division, which is going to be covering things like 50 mil media and such like that. Um, and then we will be building future divisions 
based on the businesses that we're starting, investing in, moving forwards and so on and stuff like that. So that will just build and scale as we go. So I did the structure so I could present it to the senior team and to my business partner um, and we could just discuss basically how that's going to look and where I see that vision and what, what, you know, what that growth kind of looks like. So I built it. I built 30, 30 roles, including my own. Um, so 30 roles into this structure and that was separated into three divisions and what that did by creating the three divisions are, are what we're calling our attraction division at the moment, what we're calling our media division and what will be a, a, a another division which one of my team would like us to call joy division, um, another division effectively. Um, which is which will be dictated or will be decided based on the next types of companies that we start, we invest in, we buy, or, or we connect with effectively. So it'll be based on the needs of those businesses. And inside those divisions, they will grow amongst themselves. At the moment, I would really, really like to take over another couple of attractions that I'm pushing for. Um, some may take a bit of time, some may happen quicker than others. So those would feed into our attraction division. And there's some work I'm doing in the media world. And again, some of those media businesses that I'm talking to would feed into our media division and such like that. Um, and in those divisions, predominantly, you have what you'd expect is the standard roles. You've got sales uh, people, so you have a sales manager of the division effectively. Underneath the sales manager, you're gonna have some sales assistants who do a lot of the day-to-day -day, um, work in, in the actual, on the phones and emails and bookings and so on and so forth like that. Um, you're going to have sales managers in those divisions, oh, sorry, sales managers, you're going to have marketing managers in those divisions, and underneath those you will have marketing assistants who will be doing, again, day-to-day -day marketing, depending on the needs and requirements of the businesses in those divisions. Um, and you're going to have finance people, again, finance manager, and potentially finance assistants, depending on the demand of the businesses, um, all the way through. We'll then keep centrally above that a top tier, so the senior team effectively, which are going to be the group directors. So there will be a group finance director, effectively our CFO. There will be a group marketing director. There will be a group sales director. There is already a group experience, um, a group employee experience and development director in Shelley in terms of what she does. And there is a group admin director. Um, and they basically, those, that director level, that senior team, that top level team, they basically will feed into all the different businesses in all the different divisions, and they will be able to work with all the managers in those teams to be able to identify best working practices and share those across the other divisions. Now, some of those industries are completely different and therefore they'll have a different requirement, but some of the fundamentals are still the same. So they will be able to support that and showcase that and share good working practice, but also identify poor practices and make sure that we don't replicate those issues or mistakes or problems in our other industries. They will also be able to do something that's really, really important, which is connect up the businesses inside our ecosystem to support, develop, enhance, and grow each other. So let me give you an example. Um, I gave this example to somebody else earlier, so I'll use this one. In our sales world, for example, we have a lot of, in, in, in our attraction division with our corporate clients, we have a lot of clients who come and do corporate days, team building days, activities, events, have meeting rooms, so on and so forth like that. Some of those are bigger national companies, some of those are smaller localized companies, but we have good relationships with them, repeat booking, so on and so forth. 
Now, in our media division, as that division starts to grow and those companies within it start to grow, there is a specific company, which is actually our, our, our 50 mil media company, our podcast production business and our video cast production business, which I'm broadcasting from right now. Um, that business will at some stage be pushing to advertisers, advertising space. It, that's going to happen. That's going to be a big revenue stream of that company. It's no secret. So at some stage, we will want to reach out to corporate businesses that fit individual shows with the proposition of, would you like to advertise or sponsor this show? We think it would be a great fit for your brand because of X, Y, and Z. Now, some of those companies that we want to reach to are already customers in our attraction division and already connected very much to our sales managers in that division. So what we will be able to do is then just connect the two sales managers together, or the group director will be able to connect the two sales managers together, make sure those conversations are had. So 50 mil media, who wants corporate companies to be advertising in our company, will be able to be connected and introduced directly to the businesses that we want to be connected to. So there's, there's kind of a, a bit of a benefit there or a massive benefit in that ecosystem. The challenge we have right now, and this is a big, big problem, and, and my absolute biggest headache, and the main reason why we're not accelerating to the rate that I want to be accelerating at, and hitting the growth targets I want to be achieving, is we do not have enough people. When I broke down all the bullshit and I cut through everything, it came down to one simple factor. We do not have enough people. Um, and I, and I'm, going to I'm going to qualify that rather than explain it, because I don't think it needs an explanation, but it does need a qualification. So I'm a big fan of skill over quantity, or quality over quantity, I should say. Um, and to give you an analogy of that, if you took the 11 best footballers in the world and put them into a team, and allowed me to pick 50 people who aren't professional footballers, 50 people, just, just you know, average Joes off the street effectively, um, who aren't professional footballers, and I can have 50 of them, and put them on a pitch. The 11 professionals will beat the 50 non-professionals, because it doesn't matter that there's 50 of us, the quality of these 11 will supersede the quantity of these 50. Now I'm picking that number out of, out of the top of my head, and I think that's probably a, a, a roughly about an appropriate number because it's kind of a five to one number. When we think of some of these professional footballers, our Ronaldo's of this world and stuff, they definitely can best four or five other people. There will be a, a point, don't get me wrong, where that number supersedes quantity overdoes quality because you just swamp it. But then in a business, what you end up with is yes, I can have loads and loads and loads of people, but that means my payroll is going to be monstrous. Whereas actually I could probably cut that number in half and improve my quality. So what I'm looking to do at the moment is expand the number of people we have, because what we have at the moment is a small number of people. In, and I'm talking about now in my, in my central company in TCG right now, there's, there was 10 of us, there's gonna be nine of us, 
and then we're going to jump back to 10 very quickly um, because somebody else is, is joining us in terms of it um, into, into 50 mil media, which I'm really pleased about. We'll talk about that at another point. Um, so what will happen there is we've got 10 people, let's just use 10, of really good quality. These, these are great people. A couple of them are new and a couple of them are quite young and, and, and kind of new into, into the business, into the industry, but they're good. And then the, the, other, the other eight are really good, really high quality individuals. Um, and they're performing at exceptional rates. Obviously we've lost one, which is a real shame because again, she was a really high quality individual. Um, what I do need to do now though, is bring in more people. And the balance is I'm not always gonna be able to bring in high, high quality. And one of the reasons I'm struggling at the moment to bring in high, high quality, high, high quality I say, is because I just don't have that level of capital in the bank as free expenditure because we've got lots of things we're investing into in terms of improvements in our business and it's growing. We're a tourism industry in our, in our attraction division. We're a media industry over here and that's not really generating huge money at the moment. Um, and you know, it's just, you only have the money you have to be able to grow and, and that's a difficult challenge. Unless you pull investment from somewhere, um, it's, you know, it's difficult to grow a business fast and hard in the way that I want to do it. So I have to sort of think outside the box a little bit. So one of the things I'll be doing is looking at people that are at the earlier stages of their career that don't have as big a salary as somebody at the other age of their career, the other end of their career. So I'm talking about effectively, if I need somebody in marketing, which I do, um, and, and you know, we need people in sales and stuff like that and other areas as well, that rather than having somebody coming into us who might be in their, you know, mid-30s, their 40s, 50s, with good experience, really good you know, experience over the years, and therefore their salaries are at X, I'm probably gonna be looking to recruit people in their early 20s with much, much less experience, and therefore the salaries will be Y, and they will be lower. Um, now those people need some more nurturing and development, and it's not for the sake of I don't want to have these other people, but the reality is people want to get paid their value and their worth. And I want to pay people their value and their worth. And sometimes you have to just accept that your business doesn't have, you know, a 50 grand budget for a single CFO. It's not that that person's not worth 50K. It's just, we just don't have it in the budget. We can't do it. And you can't get blood out of a stone. Um, that's the reality situation. So this is my balance at the moment. As an entrepreneur with a business that's, that's you know, generating very nicely, it's, it's growing very, very well. Um, we've got some challenges as always, but we've got some real positives. Um, you know, we're looking to have a strong finish to our financial year with a quarter left to go. We're looking for you know, a, a, another good year going forwards, and that's great. Um, but you know, we still only have what we have effectively. And it's how we grow fast and accelerate that. And, and lots of people would do funding and, and stuff like that. And I'm not averse to doing that. It's just not my model. I like doing stuff off our own back. So I'm gonna to have to think about how we do that. And I guess one of the things that I look at is the types of people we actually employ. And I'm a huge, huge believer, and this is a little bit of a shout out, I guess, or a bit of a punch if you're listening, is I look more for the person than I do for the skill. Because the person that we bring in, the personality they bring, the, um, 
the engagement they bring, the confidence or um, uh, you know, their abilities, their passion, their drive, their enthusiasm. Those are things I can't teach. They're kind of part of the person. But the skills I can teach. So I can show somebody how to do social media marketing. I can show people how to do digital marketing. I can connect them with the companies that we work with that do. We can put people through courses to learn to be web coders. We can learn, we can put people through sales training to learn how to speak on the phone, how to be confident and how to sell our products and our services. We can teach people about upselling, cold calling, warm calling, all that kind of stuff. We can teach all that. What I can't teach is how engaged you are, how passionate you are, how excited you get, and, and your personality, um, the 80% as I call it. Um, and that's kind of what I really look for. So one of the things I'm gonna be asking our, our, our employee team to do is on our application forms, stripping them right down, getting rid of all the kind of bollocks that talks about um, your GCSE results and your education and all that kind of stuff. Um, and actually, I would love, I, I will never get there. They, they will never, ever do this. I know my employee team well. And I know they will never, ever do this. But I would love it if our application forms had one box with one question that said, why do you want to work here? That's it. For me, that's all I want to know. Why do you want to work here? I do want to know from people what they want. And I look up there because just above the camera, there's just behind the camera is a whiteboard. I always write notes on, I use presentations and meetings and stuff like that. I'm a very visual person in that sense. And I've written at the very top of it, I wrote it up there earlier in the week, what do you want? And these are the kind of the things, but I would be quite happy in applications for new jobs for people to say to me, this is why I want to work there. This is why I want to work for this business, or why I want to work for your business here, or this business. And that's enough for me to identify whether we would want to bring you into the company or not, whether you'd fit and whether it's right and, and stuff like that. That's enough, I can do everything from that, I believe. Um, and I had a nice chat with somebody today, one of our, one of our new members of staff, who's, who's been with us a few weeks, and again, they'll know who they are if they're listening to this. Had a conversation with them today, just asking, it was just a, a, you know, a 30 minute conversation maybe. Um, I've not sat with them really before, and I just said, hey, Anne, tell me what it is you wanna do. I'm curious, tell me the thing, what is it you love about the job, the, the division you're in um, and, and, the, and the role you're in? What is it that attracted you to that? Do you know what you want to do in the future? And I didn't expect them to answer that because they're, they're young. Um, what is it that you like? What do you want to be doing? What, what do you enjoy? Because I was trying to, what I was trying to ascertain is how I tailor their role to suit them so they enjoy what they do. Because enjoying what you do should be first on your list in your job requirement. If I asked you now to get a pen and paper and write down the top five, fuck it, the top three things that you look for in a job, in your job or from your employer, and I ask you to write down the first three things in order of importance from your job, your number one should be, and I say should be, enjoyment, satisfaction. I should enjoy my job. Pay should be second. Pay should never, ever be first. And I will fight that argument. I will make that argument. I will slam that point home to every single person that disagrees with me. And I will, I feel I can make, I can prove that through 
discussion, not argument. Um, but number one should be enjoyment because, I, and, and it's easier for me to say this now, I do appreciate that, I get this. And I, 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 I've been both sides of this, so I, so I get this. Money does not matter as much as your enjoyment of something. And, and it's easy for me to say that now because hand on my heart, I can say, I've got money. So it's easy to say, this doesn't matter when you have it. it, it piece of piss to say it. I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, so, you know, don't, you know, please, I, I understand that. The reason I say it like that, the reason I'm so fucking passionate about that is if you do not enjoy what you do, it doesn't matter whether you're paid 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 100,000. If you're spending, if you're getting that kind of money, you're working big, big fucking hours. If you're doing that and you don't enjoy your work life, which bearing in mind, you're probably doing anywhere from 35 to 40 hours minimum. If you're not enjoying that 40 hours, there is not enough money in the world to give you for that lack of enjoyment. There isn't. And, and, and people might disagree and I hear that. No, no, I, I'd quite happily have a hundred grand to do 40 hours a week of shit because, you know, I get the rest of the time to myself. But trust me, it's not worth it. It really isn't. And I've had that conversation with people this week um, and I cannot comprehend a world where people are forced to do something they do not enjoy because they get paid, they get paid to do something they do not enjoy because that's the only way that they can pay their bills. And I just, I just think it's, it's fucked up. Um, I, I don't want to ramble onto this too much. I'm going to, I'm going to wind it into this episode now, but I really think the top of your list should be enjoyment. You should get up in the morning and you should be excited about wanting to go to work. Not because it's the be all and end all, but because you enjoy it. That, you know, you should have, if you don't wake up in the morning and have a slight bounce in your step and a smile on your face and kind of just like, yeah, you know, cool. Today's gonna be fun. Today's gonna be good. Because you're excited about going to your job, then you're in the wrong fucking job. And there isn't enough money to substitute that. And I will make that argument based on if you've never had that, I think people that will disagree with me are people that have never got up in the morning going, going to work today, it's a good day. That's people that have never had that excitement about their job and therefore they haven't experienced it and they don't know what that feels like. Um, I'd love to hear your comments on this one, I truly would. So, you know, Ping me on this one, absolutely do. If you if you listen to any other episodes and you thought about making comments, be like, oh, I can't be asked or no, what the fuck's he talking about? This is where you should comment. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little snippet now because I always pull trailers. So I always pull trailers out of these videos. And this one I'm doing purposely. I think if you were to draw three things, the three most important things about your job, about what you want from your job at the very top of that list should be enjoyment, not pay. Pay should be second. Enjoyment is number one. I challenge you to disagree with me and tell me why. Comment, message, I don't mind. 
out of the top three things you should look for from your job, enjoyment should be number one. Pay number two. I challenge you to defy it. That's my trailer. Um, okay, <laughs> it's going to be a shit trailer. Um, that's it. That is my episode. Um, ups and downs, like I say. I'm not going to go into too much more. I am in the process of, of, of like I say, I've created my framework now. I've created 30 new roles. I'm going to look to start filling them. My aim is to have all of these roles filled in the next 12 months. I'd like to get 50% of them filled in the next six months and then, the, then another beyond that. It's going to be a hard task because the only way I can fill these roles is by driving the businesses forward so there's more money coming in through the door so we can afford to employ more people, pay them what they're worth, pay them the value of what they provide and that they bring and the business will grow. So that's how it's got to be done effectively. Um, it's going to be a hard press because we're growing from 10 people to 30 people. But if you like the sounds of what we do, if you like the sounds of one of those roles, ping us a message, tell us why you'd like to work here. And who the fuck knows? Maybe you'll be in the office next door. Maybe you'll be working remotely, but you'll be working for TCG and starting to drive us, you know, being part of that team that's driving us towards the 100 million plus, helping to change the world and do some great, exciting, fun things. Um, I can't promise you the biggest salaries in the world. I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to, but I can promise you, you will enjoy your job. That's it. Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur.